Do you struggle to come up with good ideas for content on a regular basis? Well, today's podcast episode is for you. Hi, everybody. I'm Jay Croft, and welcome to the Optimal Aging Podcast, where we discuss the business of exercise, healthy living, and well-being for people 50 and over. Each week, we explore what healthy living means for millions of people over age 50 and what's coming next with a focus on communications, content, and making powerful connections. I'm often asked, where do you get your ideas? It's the number one question I've received over the years as a reporter, writer, and content creator. Where do you get your ideas for content? It's a good question, and I want to talk about it in this week's episode of the Optimal Aging Podcast. In fact, I'm going to give you 15 tactics to ensure that you always have plenty of ideas for your blog posts, social media accounts, email newsletters, and other content channels. These are things you can do, things anyone can do, to generate material on an ongoing basis. There's no inspiration, there's no muse, there's no mystical quote-unquote creativity involved. Whether it's writing or making other forms of content, the key for you is to understand what all professional writers know. It's work. We don't sit around waiting for inspiration to strike or some kind of idea fairy to magically deliver our material. We rely on technique and discipline. It's a lot like what a trainer might tell a new client. If you exercise every day and watch what you eat, then you'll get in better shape and lose weight. Not if you exercise when you feel like it. Not if you exercise when Arnold Schwarzenegger visits you in a vision. Creating and managing content is, in many ways, just like staying in shape. It's just something you do by doing it, not by thinking about it or talking about it. So use these 15 tips that have worked for me and other professionals countless times. Here we go. Number one, jot them down. Good ideas can come at any time while you're working out, trying to sleep, watching TV. And if you're like me, you probably won't remember them later unless you scribble them down in a notebook or make a note or a recording on your smartphone. I compile them later in a Word doc and refer to that regularly. Number two, tickle yourself. A tickler file is an extra reminder system that's connected to your calendar for planning. It's full of upcoming events that could yield good material. You can separate files by the month, even by the day of the month if you want to. You can do it electronically or on paper, and then you're able to easily look ahead and see what's coming up at any time. You might include things like a neighborhood association meeting or a 10K run in your community. You could even put in letters and ticket stubs and receipts, whatever works for you. The point is just to have a handy place to put reminders and then find them easily. Number three, follow the news. This includes niche sources about your specialty, industry, and community. You should stay informed, of course, for other reasons, but events and headlines are also great sources of content ideas. 
but be careful. You want to avoid politics and sharing opinions about specific leaders or controversial issues because it's not going to serve you. It will only distract from your purpose. Number four, include sports and pop culture. Think about the Super Bowl, one of the biggest sports cultural media events every year. Even if you don't care about football, you should know who played and who won, who performed at halftime, and which commercials blew up on Twitter. Be aware when cultural figures pass away and what they might mean to your audience. Look ahead to annual award shows like the Oscars. All of these big events are talkers, which means they're ways to continue conversing with your audience in a way that's not focused on selling all the time. Number five, revisit your own content. You should periodically go through your existing content of all kinds, not just articles, and see what you can dust off. Chances are readers won't remember if you've already covered a topic. And you can easily find a fresh way to top, update, or present the information. Just think about the last year and how the pandemic has provided not just an excuse, but often a really compelling reason to revisit a topic. And it's a great way to remind people that you care about their health and safety. Number six, repurpose from others. When you see something in the media, in advertisements, on a competitor's website, maybe um, on the website of a friend who has a similar business in another market, and you think, gee, that's a good idea. Well, think about how you can apply that to your own situation, right? And go ahead and borrow that good idea whenever you see one. I don't mean you plagiarize it, of course, but by the time you see that good idea, adapt it to your own uh, needs and situations you will have made it your own unique piece of content. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, are you a fitness professional trying to grow your business with people over 50? If you are, then you need to know how to communicate with them, how to market to them, and how to get them to know you, like you, and trust you with their fitness and their money. We're talking about the baby boomers and more. People who are a little older and a little younger are still in this demographic slice that I'm talking about. People who are older than the typical client or prospect that gyms and studios go for. They have more time, more money, and better motivation to become excellent long-term fitness clients for gyms, studios, and trainers. Prime Fit Content is the only content marketing company designed specifically to help you engage people in this group and to distinguish yourself from competitors in your community. It's effective, it's easy to use, and it's super affordable. Check it out at primefitcontent.com. That's prime, like prime of your life, fit content, primefitcontent.com. Back to the show. Number seven, curate content. This means gathering it from other sources. We don't have to write or create everything all the time. Sometimes it's best to share what others have written or produced. If a newspaper or TV station shares a relevant story, 
pass it on. If you find a good recipe, share it. And of course, gladly say where you found it. You know, think about if your trade association publishes some new market data, there's going to be relevant parts in there that you might want to talk about and share with your folks. Number eight, get out of your own space. Now, before the pandemic, I would advise people to go to community events, conferences, speeches, ball games, things like that, and pay attention to what people are talking about. Granted, this is much harder now, but you can still find ways to leave your own business and connect with a broader community, whether that's in parks, at outdoor art events, or virtually through online groups that aren't necessarily affiliated with your industry. Number nine, remember the basics. Whenever you're producing or sharing any content, always ask yourself, what am I trying to say? To whom and why? That will help you focus, which will help you think of ideas. Number 10, do one thing different. Try a different grocery store. Toss a football instead of the Frisbee with your kid. Read instead of watching TV one night a week. It doesn't really matter what, but you'll be amazed how even the smallest new experience can help you look at things in a new way. Number 11, search for keywords on Google. If you want to know what people out there are curious about, you can open your browser's search window and start typing in keywords. Go ahead and try it. For example, when I type in fitness over 50, Google populates the field with fitness models over 50, fitness hacks for over 50, fitness for golfers over 50, and lots more. Those are good ideas. Number 12. Use content idea generators. Just type in some subjects and look at the suggestions you get from online tools like the blog ideas generator available on HubSpot.com. Go ahead to HubSpot.com, find the blog ideas generator, and type in some subjects and see what it gives you. It's a great way to get some new ideas flowing. Number 13, write a product review. Tell your audience about something new and useful you've discovered that they might want to try or review a new device or piece of equipment that you're using in your business and describe how it's a benefit to them. Now, note, you want to promote things you like and avoid bashing stuff you don't. Number 14, share a personal story. Content is all about storytelling in one form or another. Some business owners and entrepreneurs like to get personal all the time, while others find it awkward. It's up to you, of course, but remember that you're telling the story to provide value to your listener, not just to promote yourself. I'll share one now. Years ago, I was up for a job at a large private company owned by a few famous people, all of them well past the age of 50. At some point, I asked my interviewer about plans for handling media calls when each of the owners inevitably died. It seemed like a smart question to me, but the PR executive across the desk was mortified. It was an awkward moment, and I was sure I had just obliterated any chance of getting hired. But I got the offer. Turns out it was a good question after all. And it leads to number 15. Have a crisis communications plan in place. 
if we've learned anything from the pandemic, it's that shit happens. And all we can do is try to be prepared for it as best as possible. It doesn't have to be a global catastrophe, but you and your team should have a written idea of how to respond in case of, say, violence or a natural disaster or some other unexpected event that could affect your business. And out of this plan, you'll probably generate some good ideas for content to use at any time. Now, I'm going to have a special guest on in a few weeks to discuss crisis communications in detail, so be sure to join me for that. If you missed the previous episode, I hope you'll check it out. It's not every day I get to interview a World Series champion, but Greg Pryor of the 1985 Kansas City Royals was kind enough to give us some time recently. Greg owns Life Priorities, a nutritional supplement company, and he shared what he's learned over the years about this $30 billion a year industry. Now it's time for three things I like this week. Number one is the GYMS Act. Two members of the U.S. House of Representatives have introduced the Gym Mitigation and Survival Act, or GYMS Act, which would provide financial relief to the fitness industry. This comes from the Community Gyms Coalition and the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association, or URSA. They represent more than 40,000 gyms and fitness studios across the United States. And they released a statement calling on Congress to include gyms and fitness facilities in the latest stimulus package. No one can deny that gyms and fitness studios should be right there with restaurants, the groups said in a release. The Gyms Act would help our roughly 40,000 facilities continue to improve the health of our communities and employ 3.2 million Americans. You can learn more about this at the gymscoalition.org website and at the URSA site, which is ihrsa.org. I'll put both of those in the show notes. Number two, unsplash.com. The topic of this week's episode is content, so I want to point you toward a free site that can help you with your photography needs. Unsplash.com is an easy-to-use resource for photos that you can use on your website, in your newsletters, social media, etc. to illustrate your articles and your content. Just go there and start searching. Now, truthfully, you will find better databases of images if you're willing to pay for them. But as freebies go, this is a good one. So check it out. That's unsplash.com. Number three, remembering the Supremes. Baby Boomers lost a beloved Motown pioneer recently when Mary Wilson of the Supremes died at age 76. Along with her teenage friends Diana Ross and Florence Ballard, Wilson helped change the culture during the 1960s in a way that's kind of hard to imagine nowadays. The Supremes had a string of classic number one hits, an instantly recognizable style, and a backstory that has become part of our collective consciousness. So go to YouTube and check out some of the old clips of them on The Ed Sullivan Show and other broadcasts from that time for a fun look at the gowns and the eyelashes and that smooth choreography of the original Dream Girls. Rest in peace, Mary. Okay, thanks for joining me this week. We'll be back next week, so join us then. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Optimal Aging Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Croft, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I hope you'll subscribe, tell a friend, and write a review. All of that helps us grow our audience. I also hope you'll share any comments you have with me in an email or on social media, including suggestions for people I should interview or topics I should cover. You can learn more about me and my content business at primefitcontent.com. You can send me an email at j at primefitcontent.com. That's J-J-A-Y at primefitcontent.com. I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So find me anywhere you like and be in touch. And again, thanks for listening. Join us next time.